Hey, this is Nathan Jenkins from Loon Mountain Ministry, and I want to thank you for checking out our podcast today. We welcome you to join us, the trees, the rocks, and all of creation as we worship our great God. Enjoy the message. Okay, we're going to be reading uh, Job 31, 35. Oh, that I had one to hear me. Here is my signature. Let the Almighty answer me. Oh, that I had indictment written by my adversary. You guys all may be seated. Here, I'll pull this so the thing kind of see me. There we go. There you go. Nathan's going to take over, or Nathaniel's going to take over my duties there. So, good morning. We are back in Job. Ah, you know what? It's been back and forth, and you know what? I've, I I can't tell you how many people have come to me and and Marcus and said, "When are we going to be done with the book of Job?" It is hard. The book of Job is hard. Um, I uh, part of what I wanted to talk about today, and it's some, it's a it's a trend that I see throughout the book of Job, um, and in it's this Job is asking God pretty frequently, and and I I titled today's sermon "Ask." I'm gonna turn on my uh, timer here, so I don't bore you for too long. Um, but uh, it's this idea of asking. And so um, that's kind of what I want to talk about today. But before I really get into it, um, I'm going to invite Trevor up here. So Trevor is our uh, intern this winter. We're super excited to have him. And uh, part of his story um, has to do with this concept of concept of ask. But I also thought it would be beneficial just for you guys to get to know Trevor a little bit better. So I'm going to hand a mic to Trevor. He's going to share essentially like what got him up here to Loon Mountain Ministry. Hi, guys. I'm Trevor. Nice to meet you all. Um, the story of how I got up here was really um, unnaturally easy. Um, at your last intern last year, Josh was talking to me, and we had been talking for a little while, and um, he had kind of tossed around, he had just hiked the Appalachian Trail and mentioned the internship, and uh, and I told my girlfriend that um, if he asked me to go up here, now I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee, I haven't seen more than six inches of snow, but um, if he asked me to go up here, I was just going to do it, um, because I really felt like I could really roll up my sleeves and and give my time to God somewhere that isn't where I'm stuck in my own past two decades of life. Um, and it was just really interesting. You know, we go to my grandparents, him and I, and we're like, hey, I think I'm going to go a uh, thousand miles up north for six months. And their answer was, okay. <laughs> and he looks at me and he was like, is it really? that easy? I was like, I, I guess. <laughs> so um, here I am, ready to really serve you guys and, and be a part of this ministry and really excited to just have this opportunity. But, uh, cool. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. As with all of the interns, interns love dinners that are made for them that aren't ramen. So, uh, yeah, we would invite you guys. That was actually one of my favorite things when I first showed up here as an intern five years ago. 
was uh, was Marcus said that, and then I got to go to a bunch of people's houses for dinners, and it was wonderful because <laughs> it was an actual cooked meal, um, which was wonderful. So, anyways, I, I loved his story of how he got up here because it was as simple as you know, just like you know, what if Josh asks me to come, I'll come. And what's funny is, so like I'm on the the behind the scenes, and Drew and Marcus, and we're like, man, like. How do we get people to come up here? You know, like it's, if you don't, well, especially if you don't snowboard, it's funny because Drew made the joke, I think it was Drew made the joke the other day that we doubled our influence in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee over the past year um, to two. So, um, but it, what, what does someone from Knoxville, Tennessee want to come up here to, and all we did was ask. All we did was ask. And um, as we uh, look back into Job, and you, you can look at the, the front of your bulletins there, um, where it talks, it's Job 31, 35. This isn't the first time that Job has asked God. Now, even, you know, even saying, using the word ask is kind of generous to Job because it's more like he's like, he's, it's a little bit meaner. He's not asking so much as he is like telling God to tell him why. Um, but uh, I, I want to go, back I was I was like man I remember reading through Job uh and and I'm like over and over Job is like accusing God or asking God or saying God tell me what I did wrong because if you remember Job's friends they all come to his aid and they did pretty good in the start where they hung out with him for seven days and were completely silent and then they opened their mouth and all sorts of bad things came out so they start accusing Job of of saying, Job, all this bad stuff has happened to you because because you must have sinned. Your kids must have sinned, and that's why they were killed, which is terrible. Don't ever... Am I here? It's really clippy. Is it? Is it really? Okay. All right. Thank you for letting me know. I was like, what's Drew doing over there? Is that better? Yeah. Is that a little better? Okay. All right. I'll use this mic. Um, Yeah, so anyways, Job... uh, all his friends are doing that and he's like he's like no i didn't i i didn't like do something and god's punish me punishing me by by you know getting rid of like essentially like uh you know satan came down and struck down all of his family all of his livestock his his well-being and and he's like no this wasn't because i sinned because i didn't do something specific to sin now when i first read that i was like wow job is kind of has a big head Kind of thinks kind of highly of himself, but even God said he was a blameless man, and uh, and so Job wants some answers. So I'm going to go to a couple passages. If you have your Bibles, you can turn uh, first to Job chapter six, um, verse two. Job chapter six, verse two says, uh, "Oh, this is Job speaking. Oh, that my vexation were weighed, and all my calamity laid in the balances." In other words, like, let my life be looked at and balanced by God. Let justice come because he believed that the justice, justice was not the reason for uh, his hardship. That's Job chapter 6, verse 2. Let's go a little bit ahead to Job chapter 10, verse 2. Or actually 1 and 2. Job says, I loathe my life. I will give free utterance to my complaint. I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. I will say to God, do not condemn me. 
Let me know why you contend against me. Right there again. He's calling out God. He's asking God. That that one actually used the word complaint. Now we're going to go ahead to Job chapter 13, verse 15. Job 13, verse 15. This is the probably the most interesting one. Though he slay me, I will hope in him. Yet I will argue my ways to his face. I love that though you slay me, there's there's wonderful uh, songs um, that use that specific passage. There's a wonderful song called Though You Slay Me. Um, and uh, man, it's like, wow, that is such a beautiful verse if you only take the first half of it. Though you slay me, I will hope in, or I will, I will hope in him, talking about God. Yet I will argue my ways to his face. That seems like it contradicts itself in, in the same passage. So anyways, Job, I mean, Job was in a hard place though, guys. Like none of us have ever been where Job is or Job was in this time. All right, now let's go to chapter 23. Job chapter 23, verse 4 says, I would lay my case before him and fill my mouth with arguments. Again, he's saying, God, put me in front of you. Let's, let's do this. Let's duke it out. And now finally to where we are in the front of your bulletins, Job 31, verse 35. There are probably more of these throughout uh, the book of Job. And it says, Oh, that I had one to hear me. Here is my signature. Let the Almighty answer me. Oh, that I had the indictment written by my adversary. There's a couple different ways when we're talking about asking. There's a couple different things that we're, that we're looking at. So throughout the book of Job, he is asking God. Okay? He's talking to God. Now, we call this prayer uh, much of the time. Now, what's interesting about when you ask God is, is the why. Why are we asking God? And if I've learned anything in my time reading through the Bible, I don't ask God things for his benefit. I ask it for mine. See, God is holy. He is perfect. He lacks nothing. And so even in the creating of me and you and all of humanity and the beauty of creation, he was not in need of any of it. And so in essence, when we say that we give glory to God, the glory that's given to him is not necessary for him to have the glory. God is already lacking nothing. The glory that we give to him, it, it is it's so interesting because it doesn't actually benefit him. Because he's already perfect. He's already holy. He is already glorified because that's who he is. And so the benefit is then for us. When we ask God the benefits for us, Job wants to know why. Why? That's for his benefit, not God. God already knows. But then there's another ask. And this is one that's not talked about in the book of Job, but it's one that, that I wanted to talk a lot about today, and it's asking others. Now, when you ask others, there's there could be the benefit, because you could be in need. I could need some help. Right now, we're working on, uh, Eunice and I are working on getting our house going, and uh, we have had to ask people because we're in need of help, because I'm not a great painter, and there's a lot of things I don't know much about, so... Um, we have been asking people for help to get our house going. Maybe you guys do that. Maybe you need help with other things. So there's that. There's that benefit. It benefits, uh, you know, myself. 
But then we also ask others for their benefit. There's, there's, a, there's ways that we can ask others questions that benefit them, okay? And we talked about it today with the, the idea of, of measuring our mission. And sometimes it's really beneficial for us to ask a question that requires a response because sometimes that response is really important. Sometimes that response is really important. Do we ask, though? Uh, if, if you guys got the opportunity to be a part of, whether you were there in person or on the Internet, um, the Lindos had their service uh, for Sela. It was about a month ago now. Um, and at the end of that service, if you guys don't know, so they, uh, Trish had um, a pregnancy that, that went for eight months. And uh, after eight months, they found out that the baby's heart wasn't beating. Um, and uh, she gave birth to a stillborn baby, which was devastating. It was devastating for them and for us as a staff and for us as a church. Um, and they, about a week after uh, that happened, um, they did a, a service, a celebration of life for Selah. At the end of that service, I mean, it was one of the most beautiful like services I've ever been to. I've never experienced anything like it, but at the end, they asked, and they said, if Selah's life has impacted you in some way, please, please tell us. You see, that the, bene that the benefit of that ask was for them. You see, when you're in the midst of tragedy like that, when you're in the midst of tragedy like Job was in, like, you're like, God... I know you're in control, but I don't quite see how this makes sense. And and it was for their benefit. One of the most beautiful things that came out of that ask was uh, at least one person that we know made a decision to follow Jesus because of that. So praise God for that. But it was the ask. It was that ask. Do we ask? And so as a ministry... Uh, we realized um, a couple things when we started digging into that measuring our mission. I'm going to talk a little bit about that because I think it's really important. And I, I, I want to encourage every single person in this room to fill out that measuring our mission so we know where we're going. And it's for our benefit, but in a, in a big way, that response is for your benefit too. Uh, that We, we kind of identified if you're going to measure how you're doing in a, as a mission— Okay. We asked a couple of questions about our values. Now, if you were here last week, Marcus talked a whole bunch about our ministry's values. Or was that two weeks ago? Last week, okay. Uh, we talked about our values. And uh, when, you, when you look at each value, okay, um, the spiritual ones, worship, uh, evangelize, and disciple, there's a social, social values, which is uh, to serve and encourage and aid. And then there's environmental to um, protect, preserve, and enjoy, okay? So when we looked at each of those values, we asked three questions, okay? How do we as a ministry do at giving an experience? Do we allow experiences to be had in worship, in evangelism, in discipleship, in serving, encouraging, aiding, and, and in protecting, preserving, and enjoying? Do we provide that experience? One thing we found out as a ministry we provide a really cool service, really unique service 
a place for people to come and experience all those values. So we did really, really well there with most of our values, actually. But you know where we kind of struggled, and this is where we had to look at ourselves really, you know, truthfully and say, man, like, you know, we, do, we don't do quite as well at providing that opportunity. Providing the opportunity for someone to come and join you. And I, I want to break it down a little bit more. So if we even look at just the spiritual values, okay? When we talk about worship, okay? Do we, do we provide an experience of worship for people to join into? Yeah, I think, we, I think we do that. I think we try to do that in many, many ways. And a lot of people have you know already come back and said yeah you, you experience a great or i experience a great you know joy in the worship that we do what about in you know in, a, in evangelism okay now the the experience is really showing are we showing the gospel and how we live out our life and i feel like we do a pretty good job in that as well we we all agreed that we were doing pretty well there but it's the opportunity okay so when when we're talking about worship it's do we give an opportunity for you to join into a lifestyle of worship? And the last one, that's kind of the, the tell. Okay? There's the show, which is the experience. There's the tell. That's the opportunity. Okay, And I just spoke about worship. What about the decision? Okay, And that's the ask. That's the ask. It's when we, when we talk about worship... I'm just focusing on worship, but when we talk about worship, do we ask that you make a decision to worship? You look at evangelism. Do we do we show a lifestyle of sharing the gospel? Okay. Do we provide an opportunity for you to come under the truth of the gospel and trust in what it says? And then do we ask? Do we ask you to make a decision? Do we ask you to make a decision to follow Jesus? You could go through all of them. Discipleship as well. Do we ask you to, to join into a relationship that is a discipleship relationship so you can grow in your faith? Do we do those things? And what we as a ministry found out that we struggled with the most was the, was the decision, was the ask. And we, as, a, as an organization... We want to do better at that. That's part of why we're doing these measuring our mission things. But I, I started to think this week, okay, what about personally? Okay, because as an organization, we have these values that we kind of fall under, and, and we believe that all of them are, are biblical and they're, they're, um, uh, they're truthful to what Scripture teaches and what Jesus taught. But how are we doing personally? How am I doing personally with my with my measuring our mission with my moms. How am I doing personally with that? Okay, if I, if I think about worship, do I live, do, me, me personally, do I live a lifestyle that shows worship of a holy God? Okay. Do I tell others to join me in that work, or, or Tell others to, to be a part of that lifestyle. And then do I ask them to make a decision to join? I think the hardest one, actually the two hardest ones really, I, I focus mostly on the spiritual values, but but when you when you think about evangelism and discipleship, one of the 
one of the hardest things to do is to ask someone to make a decision to follow Jesus. I'll be honest. This is coming from one of the pastors of our church. One of the hardest things is to ask somebody to make a decision to follow Jesus. One of the hardest things is to ask somebody to be in a discipleship relationship. That takes work. That's super hard. But do we do we ask? Do we ask? And man, I, I was convicted as I studied for this and as I tried to figure out, man, like, you know, I think every good organization is one that is prepared to repent and say, you know what? I think we need to do things a little differently. And so part of, of, of this idea of measuring our mission, you know, we want to be people who, who show and tell and ask. And, and so today, you know, we've provided some opportunities to, uh, to be a part of things. And we've, we want to give oppor- or we want to give the ask so that you can make a decision. Okay. Funny example, a silly example, but it's the chili cook-off. Now, granted, you don't have to be a part of that. Like, you, you don't. We'd love it if you were. But that's an example of how, like, hey, let's ask. Just like Josh was like, you know what? I'm going to ask Trevor. It was that simple. It was that simple. We can ask. It's What's funny is it's a lot easier on your end to ask a question than it is for the other person to answer. It means a lot more, though. It's weightier to the person who's being asked. Just like Trevor, the, the decision to come up here was probably a lot weightier decision than it was for Josh to say, hey, you want to come up to New Hampshire? Hang out? You know, didn't really change Josh's plans a whole lot. I think he was already planning on coming back. But, but man, that, that decision on Josh's or on Trevor's part was pretty weighty. You know, when Drew and Trish asked at that service, you know, it, it, it puts you in a vulnerable state to ask it. But I think Drew and Trish would vouch to how amazing it was when they asked and somebody responded. How amazing that was to be like, wow, God's being glorified in this. I didn't think he could. I, I didn't know how he would do it. I would assume Job would, would be the same way when Job asked. Now, God finally did answer. And unfortunately, it was probably a less encouraging response than maybe what Drew and Trish got or Josh got. Okay. I know Marcus is going to. You know, at some at some point, Marcus is going to go through and talk about God's response to Job, but but it wasn't it wasn't all wonderful. It was God saying, "I'm in charge, you're not," and Job saying, "Oh, I'm humbled. You know, I worship you, and and like I'm going to keep my mouth shut." <laughs> Which that's not a fun response, but in that in that response. It was super, super beneficial for Job to say, you know what? I get it. It's good that he asked. Here's the thing about asking God things is he already knows. So you might as well be honest with him. You might as well be honest with him. But do you do you ask God and do you ask others? It's probably for your benefit and theirs if you're asking others. So do it. Like, please ask. And that's what we're doing with this measuring our mission. So we want to ask you guys, 
Are you experiencing what it means to worship God and love him? Are you, are you given opportunities to join us in it? And, and are you willing to make a decision to live a lifestyle, to worship, to trust in Jesus above all other things? To come into a relationship that I can grow in my faith because the decision to follow Jesus doesn't end at a decision to follow Jesus. It continues as you grow because God's desire is never for a, an individual who follows him to just stay stagnant. And today, you know, we have those asked, but, but the most important question is, do you know Jesus? You see, when I made it a thing to like, I, I have to share the good news every time I talk because there's no better news. The fact that, that a holy God looks at a sinful person like myself, Nathan, and he says, that man... He doesn't deserve my forgiveness. In fact, he's he's sinned against me. I did that for 20 years, 21 or 20 or 21 years of my life. And he said, I want you. And he loved me so much that he sent his son to die for me. See, God's perfectly just. He can't just say, Well, I'm just gonna push your sins aside. No, he had. There had to be a punishment for my sin, and that sin, that punishment was taken on the cross by Jesus. How beautiful, how beautiful was the cross as Jesus stood on it, bloody and beaten, as he was taking my sin upon him. And how beautiful was it that, that he, he died for my pardon, but then he, he gives me hope and, and he rescued me because he didn't just stay captive to death. He didn't stay dead. He rose again. Not only to validate the fact that he was who he said he was. He was God in the flesh. But also so that I know that I don't have to continue to live a lifestyle uh, that, that pushes me towards my sinful ways and rebellion against God. I can trust in the fact that when Jesus rose from the dead and I put my trust in him, that I'll also be, be given this new life, this new personhood, this new nature from the inside out. That's what we're trusted in. That's what we're putting our faith in. And so, as I conclude today, that, I think that's the most important question, but I don't want to eliminate the other questions as we ask about chili cook-offs and as we ask about, uh, you know, uh, the measuring our mission. We want to do that as a church, but... But the, the most important ask is, do you, do you know Jesus? Do you know him? And as I pray, I, you know, I, I just, I want you to ask yourself and get, get real with yourself. You can get real with yourself about that question, do I really know and follow Jesus? And, and you know, if you look at our bulletins, we have opportunities for you to reach out to us and let us know. And we'd love, we'd love to um, to communicate with you on what does it mean to follow him and what are some steps that you can take. and Or, you know, maybe you're here and you're saying, you know what, I've, I've made that decision to follow Jesus, but I want to get into a discipleship relationship of some sorts. You want to reach out to this. Like, we want to ask you to make a decision to follow Jesus and pursue him and to grow in him and, and grow in a worshiping lifestyle and to serve and encourage and aid and, and to, to care 
for the environment that God's given us and steward the resources. So we, we want to ask you today. And so if, if you've made any decision based on any of those values that I've talked about, like email us, reach out to us. We'd love to talk about that. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you that, that you're a God that, that is, is willing to... Uh, to listen to our ask, even if it's as complaining as what Job did, as you know, it, it seems like he didn't trust you, but you cared that he asked, and it was for his benefit that that uh, he did. Lord, help us to make a decision to respond in some way to what you're calling for us to do. God, I um, I just ask that that not only can we can we respond and make a decision to others asks, but that we as a people can ask others. That we'd be willing to share a lifestyle of worship and, and, and ask that people make a decision to worship alongside us. That we that we ask people to be in a relationship that they might be discipled. That's hard, Lord, but can we ask? And sometimes that question is just a lot simpler to say, but then but then what can come out of it is super fruitful. Lord, give us, I almost want to say, give me a backbone to do it. Lord, we thank you for your goodness this morning. And, uh, and we look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We look to him. We love you, Lord. And we pray all these things in your son, Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. We here at Loon Mountain Ministry are committed to loving God serving community, and enjoying mountains. We want to thank you for being a part of our collective high five this week as we seek to be a light in the White Mountains and all around the world. Please feel free to reach out to us at info at loonmtnministry.com so we can get more connected. See you guys.